You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. This is another installment with my conversations with a great friend, Dr. Christian Coachman. Today, he lays down the framework of the clock concept. Three moments of every client experience. It's brilliant. You have to listen to this. It'll change the way you think about how patients experience your office. I hope you guys enjoy it and we'll see you soon. guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I just got to say thank you for showing up. I love this. I don't know how it's working. I don't even care. But the podcast downloads keep growing. And uh, we love this industry so much, we're going to just keep bringing it. And in that same thought process, you guys have been listening. I brought on a dear friend of mine, again, Dr. Christian Coachman, who is the mastermind behind DSD. And today we're going to be talking about the clock principle. It's a powerful business marketing idea and how it translates to dentistry with Dr. Christian Coachman. Welcome back, Christian. <laughs> Good to be back and uh, always happy to share and learn and interact with our communities. So yeah, the clock concept is something that I learned from very, very smart business and marketing people. And uh, we were able to adapt and translate this into dentistry and it just works. <laughs> yeah. So talk about, let's talk about, first of all, what is it and why is it important? Let's start there. So the co clock concept is a concept that comes, as we said, from, from business, from marketing. It's uh, uh the explanation or the, the definition of this concept is pretty, pretty obvious. It says that uh, every company uh, should focus on three moments of their client experience to grow and to sell more, right? Three moments. So they call the three moments as pre-purchase, purchase, and post-purchase. As I said, pretty obvious. So it means that uh, a company to succeed needs to have a good pre-purchase strategy, meaning conventional marketing, spreading the word 
telling the world, world, world what you do, right? And hoping that people like the message. So that is the pre-purchase. Um, then comes the purchase moment where some of these people that are listening to your story are actually saying, oh, maybe, perhaps, or they're just walking by your store and they just decide consciously or unconsciously linked to the pre-purchase story, people just decide to walk in and check you out, right? Right. Uh, maybe try your product, maybe do a test drive, uh, maybe compare, uh, talk to your salespeople or your experts, uh, and everything that involves that moment of decision-making. So that is the purchase moment. And then you have the third moment, that is the post-purchase, obviously, for the ones that actually buy your product or buy your service, then they're going to experience your product or your service, and that's called the post-purchase moment. So it's called clock concept because they draw a circle like a clock, and they divide the circle into three. So you have pre-purchase, purchase, and post-purchase. Also, obviously, uh, ideal world, your company, your practice should master all three moments. So you need to have very good uh, strategies to spread the word out there. You need to have very good strategies to convert people and you have to have very good strategies to please people after they are ready with you, after they already paid you and they are then experience what you do. Right. And so I'll play devil's advocate here because our entire industry is built on this. If I'm a dentist listening, Christian, it's very sexy, very attractive for me to take all of this education to learn how to deliver great treatment. And that is important. And so that probably puts me in the third part of this process, which is yes. the delivery. And so I spend mm -hmm. so much of my career there and I miss the other two. Is that correct? Yeah. So that, of course, that in dentistry, uh, we as dentists, we were never into marketing naturally and sales actually for many years, now less, but for many years when I was talking about communication, persuasion, storytelling, case acceptance, I would say the word marketing and I could see in the crowd uncomfort, right? And when I would say selling dentistry, even worse, some people would even walk away and just leave, right? We don't sell. We are in the medical environment. We are healthcare providers. And um, I actually looked on, on a dictionary, the meaning of the word selling, you know, mm -hmm. and basically is exchanging services for money. So yes, we dentists, we sell every single day. We have to sell. But of course, we want to sell with ethics. We want to sell in an elegant way. And above all, we want to sell something that we know is the best for the patient. Uh, so we are comfortable selling that, right? But uh, we are selling. Because of this uncomfort, uh, of course, that we are always biased towards uh, the post-purchase, meaning being a great dentist. And for many decades, since my whole family is in dentistry, my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, my great-great-great-grandfather, uh, kind of you, you see the evolution of the relationship between the dentist and the patient. And for many decades, 
life was very simple for a dentist. The rule was like this. Be a good dentist and you're going to have good money. That's it. That was the life. Nowadays, we know that life is much more complex. Life, when I say life, the life of somebody that owns a practice. Uh, there's so many factors that goes beyond just delivering good dentistry. So yes, the first problem here is that we as dentists, we learn how to do good dentistry. So we are taking care of one third of the clock concept, right? Yeah. And it's the problem is that we are taking very good care of the last third of the clock. It means that we can only work on the last third if we did well on the first and the second third, because if we don't do good on the first and the second, people will not even give us the chance to show them how good we are on the third. Yeah. So that's why we need to focus, you know, on all of the three. Yeah. But Absolutely. that's also obvious, right? <laughs> right, right. Now, I want I want you, before we hit the go button, you were describing, we're going to step out of dentistry, and then we'll come back to dentistry. Mm -hmm. But one of these is the most important. It's the real deal. Which, which one of these third is the real deal? So this was for me the aha moment, right? Uh, about the clock concept and the the link to dentistry and how to apply this into dentistry. So what is the story outside dentistry? Okay. So as I was reading this article about the clock concept, they explained pre-purchase, purchase, post-purchase. And then they mentioned that uh, companies that are more successful are biased towards the second and the third part of the clock. So purchase and post-purchase. And they use the example of Apple. Okay. So what they say is that, uh, again, pre-purchase is conventional marketing or any type of marketing is pre-purchase. Purchase is the experience at your store and post-purchase is the experience with your service and product. Uh, what they showed is that companies that are actually putting their major focus on the purchase moment are the ones that are really finding the magical formula of course that if you have a poor product a horrible service this is not sustainable but if you want to grow the shortcut is to invest on your purchase moment and they used a very simple example the apple store so for some reason i can only guess you know 20 years ago uh steve jobs discussing with their his team, blah, 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 the marketing budget and strategy. For some reason, Steve Jobs decided that instead of doing what every company was doing at that time, that is investing on marketing to grow conversion, he decided to take most of his marketing budget and invest on the purchase moment. And that's when the Apple Store concept was created. And we we can recognize this, right, on the, the old days of Apple, and I'm talking about the 2000s, right, right. Uh, 2010, when they really exploded, they did very little conventional marketing. So if we compare with Samsung, the competitor, Samsung was doing the conventional way, marketing, 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 billboards, radio, TV, beautiful ads, blah, 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 the whole thing. 
And Apple took their money and they say, look, we're going to invest in this new concept called Apple Store that is going to be revolutionary in terms of experiencing the products in the store. And because of that, we believe we can, we can transform clients into fans. And because of that, we're going to grow more than the others. And because of that, we're going to create a community of people that love us beyond the product. And because of that, we're going to generate loyalty. And because of that, we're going to become the number one company in the world. Right. I want to share one piece of data. This is pretty cool. According to industry research, Apple has the highest sales per square foot with an average in all of their stores of $6,050 per square foot annually. That's the proof of the concept. Right. It's crazy. So, now, yeah. one more, let me throw one more thing at yeah, you because I love this. I love data. Apple has more cash on hand than the United States government does. <laughs> so they know I, a I, few things, don't they? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that if, if they said so, we should listen, right? <laughs> right. So what does that mean? That of course, Apple has a great product, several great products. Of course, that Apple is now doing some conventional marketing, but the revolution started with the Apple Store. And I, I still remember when they started with this Apple Store thing. First, in Brazil, I was living in Brazil at that time. We didn't have Apple Store. And, you know, everybody that could travel to U.S., I can guarantee to you, the huge number of people coming they were like, I want to visit the Apple store. I remember myself going to New York and one of my main things was to go to the Fifth Avenue Apple store, you know, the whole glass box that they had there. Amazing, right? How many times you walked into an Apple store even when you didn't need an Apple product, you know, just because time. you were walking by, you know? Right. This is the power of exceeding expectations and fascinating you on the purchase moment. It's not the ad, it's not the billboard, it's not the conventional marketing, it's your experience in that store. And there's so many things that they did. And now, nowadays we, we, we take it for granted because it became normal and because every other company started to try to copy, right? So, right. Uh, you know, all other businesses and, and now Samsung has their store, but of course, you know, there's no first mover advantage and it's not as sexy. And, and, and the, the whole thing, everybody's just trying to copy that. But for me, you know, the first message here is that you have three moments that you need to master. The shortcut to success is the purchase moment. And the success story that proves this concept is the Apple store that made us all, you know, fans of this brand and of their product even regardless if their product is the best in the market. The, the mm -hmm. iPhone is not the best phone and, and, and people that are experts on technology, they try to convince me to move from iPhone to Samsung. Good luck with that. Right. You know, there's something stronger that connects me to Apple and I can tell you it started in the Apple store experience year right. after year, you know, making me a fan. So it, it shows that of course, having a great product is key but when you invest on your purchase moment, it's like you gain so many credits with your possible client 
that your product can even be slightly worse or equal to others and you're going to have a competitive advantage right above okay. all of the people around you so go back to that so i'm a dentist listening christian explain the purchase third of the clock for me what is exactly that from your perspective so in in general in business or in in dentistry translated into dentistry translated into dentistry how does that relate to my dental i'm probably listening to this podcast on my way to my dental practice yep which third of that am i going to see when i walk through the door of my practice so so now let's so let's translate this to dentistry it's pretty obvious as well it's, that's the beauty so simple so obvious right uh in dentistry you also need to go through three moments right you need to attract people you need to convert people and you need to treat people as you said dentists are obviously focused on treating and we should you know that's what we do we need to be very good clinicians okay but then since 10 20 years dentistry started to go heavy into marketing and you see dentists spending a lot of money into marketing uh so that is pre-purchase right and right. we are forgetting that actually the magic is on the purchase moment it means that in dentistry we are leaving the magic moment in third place we are putting the least energy where the magic happens the most and if we translate the clock concept the purchase moment into dentistry we are talking about the first and the second appointment period so what i'm telling you is very very simple if you want a shortcut to grow there's so many things you can do yes you can become an even better dentist yes yes you can grow you, you can buy new technology yes yes you can improve your associate yes you can train better your assistant yes you can follow up better your treatments you can have a better orthodontist a better periodontist yes yes you can also invest more in marketing lead generation you can hire a better agency you can improve your social media yes 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 and yes but if you really want the shortcut to grow immediately more than anything else you need to invest on your first and second appointment period yeah you and i were joking but it's not a joke you said you could actually be really good at the first and second appointment and screw up now we don't want to screw up and do really well to explain that it it means that it, my iPhone can be worse than the Samsung or can have a worse screen or camera or can break earlier than the Samsung. But Apple got so many emotional credits with me in the Apple Store experience that I'm still a fan and I will, I will assimilate, I will absorb this problem and I will stay with the company, stay with the brand, right? I will give a second chance and a third chance and so on. It means that if I would change to Samsung today, for any reason, if somebody would force me or convince me and for any technicality, I would have a Samsung. Samsung would have one little mistake and I would change back to Apple, right? 
So this right. is what I call emotional credits. So what I'm saying is that if you master the process of first and second appointment, you're gonna gain so many emotional credits that even if you make mistakes later on, you're gonna be able to take advantage of these credits, right? right. You can leverage these credits. That's how the human brain works. So the whole question is, what it means to master your first and second appointment, right? Okay, go further on that because that's a discussion by itself. What happened, you know, everybody has their own definition of what a first and second appointment. Here in the U.S., it's, oh, okay, you could have a 30-minute discussion on what the first, is it hygiene? Is it with somebody else? What does a first and second appointment look like to you? And, and, and so the, the first point here for the listeners is you need to agree with us here. You need to, yeah. you, you need to say, okay, it makes sense. It needs to make sense. If it makes sense and we have the most important success story in business on the last 50 years of business history with Apple Store, as you said, Apple has more money than the U.S. government, more cash than, so it, it you know, the success is there. So let's agree on that. The clock concept just works. The purchase moment is the shortcut for success and for growth. That's where you transform clients into fans, more than just users, you know, or consumers. Uh, so when you realize that, you need to ask yourself, okay, the translation to dentistry is the first and second appointment. Purchase moment is first and second appointment, right? It means that you need to master this. What does that mean? It means that whatever you do to have the best first, second appointment in the world is worth investing time and energy, whatever it is. The funny thing is that nobody asked this question. You don't see people talking about. People take the first and second appointment for granted as practice right. owners, right? We say, my, I ask a dentist, do you have a good first appointment? Yeah, of course I have a great first appointment. Why? Ah, why? Ah, I, I don't know. I say, yes, you don't know because you're so focused on the treatment and then on the marketing that you're not focused on the magic. So my, my question is what it means, the gold standard of first and second appointment. How many courses you see about it? How many speakers you see talking about it? How many people are focused a, strictly on the experience from when, and the definition of first, second appointment, the timeline is this. Whenever somebody calls you to book that appointment, whenever somebody walks through your door, that's the beginning of the magic. That's the beginning of your purchase moment. If they're walking in by chance, if they're referred, if they saw you on social media, it doesn't matter. The story starts when they make a decision to come to you. That's when the purchase moment starts. Nope. And the purchase moment ends when they sign the check. When they say, I'm going to do this treatment and I'm going to do it with you. I love this. So if you're listening, draw this graphic because I'm drawing, Christian, do I get this? I drew a circle. 
I broke it up into three equal pieces, you know, so you got a third, a third. The first third says marketing. The second third says magic. The third third says treatment. And at that first line between marketing and magic, I have the phone call. At the next line, I've got, you said, signs the check or makes the financial commitment. Am I seeing this correctly? Yep. Yep. And then you start dentistry. Dentistry starts after that. Right. right? The exit, the clinical dentistry, I would say, the clinical dentistry. So, so if you're listening and agreeing, the next obvious question is, okay, what are the pieces of the puzzle? What are the, the main topics that creates a perfect first and second appointment? That's the next obvious question, right? What are the things that I need to master? What are the skill sets? What, what are the people involved? What, what type of rehearsal and training that I need to have to generate a first and second appointment that is way beyond average? Actually, the challenge to you listening is why not having the best first appointment in the world? Why not? I ask you as a dentist. Why not? Why don't you have the, the oh, I have a good first appointment. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about good. I'm talking about the best in the world. How can you have the best? Because this is the best investment you can do to your career by far, having the best first appointment in the world. Now, the problem is here that we don't even know what means the best first appointment in the world because we never asked that question to ourselves. We're not focused on that. It just happens. We right. take that moment for granted. We, we just do the obvious. You know, we do what everybody does, etc. So I need you to think outside the box. I need you to be creative. I need you to put energy on this and reinvent, reinvent your first and second appointment. Why? Because it's worth it. Why? Because yeah. Apple Store proved it. Okay. So again, I'm a dentist listening to this. Christian, I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. I'm agreeing with you. You mentioned you got to figure out what the pieces to the puzzle are for this. Now that might be a separate podcast. Mm -hmm. And just so you guys know, we will cover the marketing part of it and a separate podcast. So hold tight for that one. Any, give me some perspective on the pieces of the puzzle for you, Mm -hmm. you know, for that, that, Mm -hmm. that part of the equation. So the first thing is that when we call the first and second appointment, it's not only for new patients. It's the beginning. We, 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 the interpretation of first and second appointment is the beginning of a story. It can be a patient that is with you for 10 years in hygiene and you're bringing them back into a new approach, a new perspective, a new story, right? It can be a patient that already did a treatment with you in the past and you're reactivating them, right? It can be a new patient. It can be a referred patient. Uh, it can be a patient that is coming back from your orthodontist back to you. It doesn't matter. So it's a beginning of a story with another human being, right? And first thing you need to do is to outline the resor- the sources, right? So you have real new people. You have referred people. You have people on hygiene coming back into the story. You have people on the treatment that you're reinventing the treatment with the new tools that you have. You have people that did the treatment and you're reactivating them. Uh, So you're approaching your database with a different perspective because now you have the best first appointment in the world. (laughs) So it's worth bringing people back and saying, just go through this experience. 
Love right? it. And let's see how you're going to change your perception of what we do in this practice. Because what we do here in the first and second appointment, nobody in this city does, at least in this city does. Right. That That's some wonderful perspective because I went narrow focus on that and I was only thinking new. But you're right. You're inviting people in hygiene, people that are currently in treatment. You're reactivating patients, you know. You have displaced patients. There's a lot of reasons why people are in that phase. And all of these things show that marketing can be important, but is not even as close as reaching out to the people that are already coming to you, already came to you in the past. And we know how underexplored practice database of patients is, right? right. The, the gold mine is there on your computer that lists right? Imagine that you did your homework and you reinvented your first appointment. Imagine your excitement, your, the excitement of your staff saying, holy cow, this is so much cooler than the old first and second appointment that we had. I wish every patient would come back to us here. Everybody that came to us in the last few years, if they could come back and experience this again, this would be amazing. So first you need to do the homework, but once you do the homework, you're going to be reactivating these patients Zero investment on marketing, zero right. on marketing, right? You're taking advantage of the people that already gave you a little bit of their trust, right? Right. People that already came to you for any reason. Yeah. Another epiphany I had as you're describing this model is that piece of the pie. As a dentist, you know how this works. You feel the responsibility. It's a heavy one to deliver the treatment. Not yep. a lot of other people in your practice can do that. This piece of the pie doesn't require all of you. It might require yes. some of yes. you, but you can you can orchestrate it in a way that yep. it's not dependent yep. on you. Even correct? better. Even better. One hundred percent. It's the, the one of the key, and that's one of the key pieces of a successful first and, and second appointment. Is one of the main clinician, the owner, or or the main doctor uses the first and second appointment to empower the team to empower the brand, to empower the experience as a whole, to empower the comprehensive interdisciplinary approach, to empower the associates, to empower the specialist, and position yourself as an amazing quarterback of the process that will bring so many benefits, including the fact that patients will buy the experience not expecting you to be doing everything yourself. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, I mean, we could make this a two hour podcast as we go down <laughs> this road. Now, again, just to remind everybody, listen, we're going to come back to the marketing. So we're going to cover all of these pieces of the pie, but Christian, give us any last thoughts about how do I start this process? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh -huh. So I, I love what you're saying. This model makes sense. I'm going to go back mm -hmm. and talk to my team. Walk me through. What do I do? Where do I start? I'm going to give you the five ma magical tools here. There's five magical things that you need to do to create the gold standard of first, second appointment and differentiate yourself completely and make people your fans before you even touch them in the clinical treatment. That's the key, right? So you want people saying, wow, before they pay, not after. People need to say, wow, before. And first and second appointment is where you create the wow 
before they choose you. That's how it works. People say, wow, then they choose you, then they pay you, then you do the treatment and you create the relationship forever. Not the opposite. So I can highlight, and there may, there may be more, and you, as I said, you need to think about your gold standard. Uh, in my opinion, there's five strategies that you need to focus to change and improve your first and second appointment. Number one, enhance the non-clinical experience and human connection. Meaning, look at your practice and transform your practice. At least the, the, where the patients are moving around during the first... Actually, let me step back. First thing you want to do, you want to be able to design your practice, and this is for the ones designing new practices, your next practice, the real deal, the cool one. You need to divide your practice into purchase area and post-purchase area. The post-purchase area is the nightmare area, is where the clinical treatment will happen. Pain will be generated. It doesn't matter how good you are. People will suffer. It doesn't matter how good you are, but it needs to happen. But the more you can design your practice where the patient's path is divided in two separate moments. So reception, waiting room, first appointment room, discussion room, treatment presentation room, this is all the purchase area, right? So the more disconnected from the clinical area, the better. And then you need to look at this area with completely different eyes. And it's very simple. You need to do an exercise that is very simple. Try to remember the best places you've ever been in your life. Like that boutique, six-star, amazing hotel in the countryside of Tuscany. And ask yourself, what made that experience magical? And why so many things that made that experience magical cannot be brought into the experience of people coming to you? Just bring the best of everywhere you've been. Spas, boutique hotels, restaurants, bars. You know, everywhere you've been that the experience blowed your mind, you need to bring into your first appointment. So concepts of ambience, hospitality, and meaningful relationships, period. Ambience, hospitality, meaningful relationships. That's number one piece of the puzzle. Piece of the puzzle number two, increase efficiency and comfort of the clinical experience because even though first and second appointment is not a treatment yet, you do have a clinical component of it. You need to open the person's mouth. You need to do the clinical examination. You need to use technology to record, to scan x-rays, pictures, etc. right? So use Use smart technology to make your first appointment so comfortable, eliminating everything that patients don't like, clinically speaking. Be as elegant as possible, as delicate as possible. Invade people's privacy as little as possible. Efficient questionnaires, efficient questions, efficient examination, best technology to eliminate things that people hate about going, right? Ask your patients what they hate the most about your first appointment and eliminate this forever and technology can help you. So that's yeah. number two. Number three, 
improve decision making means that a big piece of the amazing first second appointment is actually not a big piece the core of the first and the second appointment is building the best comprehensive treatment plan so the 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 dental part of the first and second appointment depends on comprehensive diagnosis and treatment planning so you need to create a situation where you have the time the energy the specialists and the communication systems to look at the patient information and make the best decisions possible when it comes to diagnosis and treatment planning before people even pay for it so leveraging communication systems for better comprehensive diagnosis smile design and treatment planning actually leveraging collective intelligence that's the key key number three leveraging collective intelligence to make better decisions better diagnosis better treatment planning not only will guarantee better dentistry but will guarantee better higher average ticket price and the more you invest on building a great plan the more proud of it you will be the more confident you will be to tell the story your eyes will your eyes will be shining people will feel it and you're gonna kill it so i always right. use the, the 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 example of can you imagine if you could create a human being that is the mix between steve jobs and john coyce transform them into one person and you are able to hire this person to present every treatment plan in your practice. Imagine that person. You want to become the, the blend between Steve Jobs and John Coy's. And if you can bring characteristics from both, it means that you are extremely involved on building the best treatment plan possible and then moving into part number four of the puzzle that is generating patient education and excitement through product explanation through treatment plan explanation so you need to wow your patient emotionally and visually when presenting a treatment plan so you need to use technology to do that but you used to you need to use storytelling and you need you need to translate your treatment plan into images so whatever you do to transform your ideas into visual exciting stories that's obvious you should invest on that it's so obvious it's funny all of the things i'm saying it's very very obvious but i realize that in general we don't focus on them right we don't focus on them right and the final component of the magic is to understand how to handle objection meaning everybody that doesn't accept your treatment at that moment for any reason how do you reaccess them what is your strategy to the no or to the partial no what is what strategies do you have in place what do you know about the reason that person said no or went looking for a second opinion or postponed the decision or decided to do part of the treatment not the whole treatment how much you know about that no how good you are reading that no interpreting that no and creating a strategy to reassess that no 
down the road. So for me, these are the five components of completely transforming your first and second appointment. Love it. Now, I want you to talk about DSD. Here's one of my questions. I might have been following in DSD, and it's all a lot of wonderful technical education. But if I come to DSD, will you help me with these other pieces of the pie? That's one of my questions. We'll get to that one. But here, I want, to, I want you to put any last thoughts that you have on the clock concept. Let's tie this in a little bow before we go to there. It, the, the funny thing is that before I, I, I was introduced to the clock concept, I was teaching DSD and we were dividing the DSD concept into three as well. And we were talking about marketing, we were talking about first and second appointment and we were talking about clinical execution. That's the reason why I got so excited about the clock concept because when I, when I read about it, when I learned about it, I said, look, this is a huge coincidence and by chance, we've been doing the right thing at DSD because we would talk about marketing and we would talk about clinical execution. But since 10 years, I've been telling the magic lays in between. When people come to you, what you do with those people is the key and will determine your success in your professional life. What do you do to people after they come to you and before you do dentistry will dictate how successful you will be as a practice owner. So I was naturally dividing the journey into three. I call it uh, uh, marketing, branding, uh, education, branding, and clinical branding, three different strategies to build your brand, right? And since, you know, of course that as a dentist, clinician, former clinician, former technician, I love the execution. And I was always a lot about execution as well. And most of the things that we created with digital dentistry has a huge impact on the execution. And we would talk about execution and guided dentistry and, and clinical uh, steps and workflows and processes and everything that we do on the execution. But I realized one very, very simple thing. We can only do the dentistry that we dreamed of if we can make patients dream with those results before we even do the dentistry that we dreamed of. Brilliant. Very, very well said. That was excellent, Christian. Now, if somebody wants to learn a little bit more about DSD, what is it? How does it work? Are you going to help me with just the clinical dentistry? What about these other pieces <laughs> to the class? So we cover the three aspects, but DSD residency one, the main course, the entry course, the gateway to what we call modern comprehensive digital care. DSD is all about helping dentists grow through comprehensive digital care, helping clinicians, practitioners, associates, and practice owners grow through comprehensive digital care. Now, to start, you need to master your purchase moment. You need to master your first and second appointment. Otherwise, you're not going to be able even to do the dentistry that you want to do. 
So DSD residency one, our main course is 100% focused on the purchase moment. Yeah, and if I start the DSD journey, that's probably where I'm going to start, correct? Yep. Okay. That's the beginning. How, how does it work? How many days? Where's it at? It's a three-day course, or you can do it live stream online as well, two hours per week, nine okay. weeks. So in person, uh, we have it in uh, once a year in Miami, once a year in Spain. Sometimes we do extra editions in other places. And next year, we're going to have a special edition at Act Dental in Milwaukee. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And so uh, I'm just going to encourage you guys, if you're listening. Now, again, our mantra here, the, our jam here is we want you to take notes. But if you're not taking notes, we're taking notes for you. So flip up to the notes. I don't care where you're listening to this, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, it doesn't matter. Flip up, you're going to see there are going to be links to everything that Christian mentioned. You can click on the link. It's going to take you directly to what he just mentioned. Please check it out. I know you'll love it. And if you want to wait, which I'm happy that you will, and join us here at the Act Dental headquarters when we have Christian back here because it's an awesome experience, uh, we'll put a link in there too because we'd love to see you here. So. Christian, as always, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for being on. It was great to be back. See you next week. Next week, just as a little precursor, just to get you guys excited. Uh, we're going to be talking about the marketing piece of this, the clock concept, that first third, what goes into it. Marketing has changed a lot just in the last five years. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. But Christian <laughs> is going to help us decode what that means. So make sure you guys listen uh, to that one. So stick around. Christian, while we say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I hope you did, do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends, keep sending us suggestions. I'm just crazy grateful um, for you guys spreading the word. I wanted to say thanks to a lot of the dental schools that we've had a chance to work with. Thank you for... Uh, just uh, growing the community because we love this profession. We're going to keep bringing it. So until we see you guys next time or we hear from you next time, keep watching, keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.